Hello and welcome to Maine Green Money, the UNT Student Money Management Center podcast that talks about everything you need to know to be financially successful in college and beyond. Today, it is the Friday and graduations are happening today and tomorrow and a lot of us have started to think about paying those student loans back. But we also have students graduated completely debt-free. And today we have one of those students with us and he's gonna tell us a little bit about how he did it and maybe give you some tips about how you can minimize your debt too. Uh, so do you wanna go ahead and introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure, uh, my name is Ian Daddyvo and I'm currently a senior graduating tomorrow morning at eight o'clock in the morning, okay. super excited. Um, I majored in chemistry and I will be receiving my bachelor's of science in chemistry tomorrow. After UNT, I'll be heading off to UNT Health Science Center in Fort Worth to complete a master's program in medical science. Nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you're graduating debt-free. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of the goal from the beginning? Was it, you know, your goal from the time you were seven years old? Was there a moment where you decided that you were determined to graduate without debt or did it just kind of happen? I say it's always been a goal of mine because my both my parents uh, went through higher education and they were my first first experiences to learning how expensive school is, and they had to take like so much loans just to take care of their own academic fees. And I was determined to not fall in that pit because, in my mind, I was like, if I'm gonna work hard, I want to enjoy my work. I want to enjoy the fruit of my labor essentially, and I don't want to have to like pay money back. Yeah, that, that makes sense for sure. Both from seeing, you know, when you see the impact that student loans have had on other people, mm-hmm. you say, hey, I, I don't want that if there's a chance to, to not have that for sure. Precisely. Um, so how did you kind of start to formulate the plan for being debt-free? Did you have a strategy or were you just applying for any scholarship you could find? Or how did, how did you do it? <laughs> uh, in the beginning, it was a mess. <laughs> I like my life. Um, I'd say... In the beginning, I started off just applying to everything, but it wasn't until I met my career counselor at my high school. So at my high school, we have like a career counselor who helps us figure out how to get into college, the process, financial aid, admissions, everything. And he was my ultimate resource when it came to finding money to pay for school. So what are the, yeah. some of the things that you learned from him that helped you? Um, the top, top thing that I say to everyone, no matter whatever academic level you're at, is that the worst thing that can happen is they say no. So just go for it. Because when you apply for the scholarship, you have either you get it or you don't. If you don't get it, you keep on going. And you go for them and you go on to the next one. Yeah, there's, you know, if you look on the list of scholarships at UNT, there are so many out there. True, true. So, you know, it's maybe a little bit of it is just, you know, a numbers game. You got to keep applying mm-hmm. until you find one that's right for you. So were you writing a lot of essays or did you have to do scholarship interviews, a lot of that stuff? Mm, I did mostly essays. Uh, the best thing about scholarships is that they only have like three essay prompts and everyone uses the same essay. So you have to do is like write three essays and then copy paste, quite frankly. And I took advantage of that and used it to my benefit. Nice. Was there anything that you wrote about that you think might have contributed to your success in your essays? Uh, when I was writing my essays, I focused a lot on my personal experiences because there's so many people out there that can say, say if you have an example, you're trying to write about your strengths and weaknesses essay, and everyone is like, my biggest weakness is perfectionism. That's great. So is everyone else. Yeah. So when I was writing my essays, I fed a lot on my own individual experiences with my parents, with my life across seas, with my brothers, and how that has impacted my view on education and how it's impacted me as an individual. And I'd say... Those essays were a lot more fun to write because 
I put more of myself into it. Mm-hmm. And I put more of myself out there. Okay, so it's about kind of thinking about what makes you unique versus just thinking about what the judges might want to hear. Precisely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think, you know, I did a little bit of the same thing. I know I had to write an essay to get my scholarship, and I think I wrote about, you know, my one of my opening lines was like, one day I woke up purple, because I was writing <laughs> about like how I got sick with mono in high school, and, you know, I literally woke up purple. And yeah. as you know, yeah. if I was thinking about what they wanted to hear, it'd probably be, you know, some incredible struggle about, mm-hmm. you know, achieving everything. But really, you know, my problem was, hey, I woke up purple because I got sick. (laughs) Hopefully, you know, maybe brighten their day a little bit to to hear some real honesty and real stories about uh, the lives of the students that they're making these scholarship decisions for. Exactly. Were you working as well? Or were you able to do this just through scholarships? I also had a few jobs on campus. So during my freshman year, I worked as a student caller with the UNT call me and green phonathon. And that's where you reach out to different alumni to seek support for different programs across campus, different departments, and just help fund the student experience. And that was a really great experience because it helped develop my professional speaking skills, professional speaking skills, leadership skills, communication, and just round me out as an individual. Um, Afterwards, I moved on to working as a lead tutor with the UNT UNT Learning Center. Nice. Uh, Do you know Austin Covington? Yes, I do. Yeah, he yeah. works here, too. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, he, we used to work together. He used to sit right next to me. Oh, wow. Every night. Yeah, I don't think he's not in today because he's graduating mm-hmm. at noon. But, yeah, he's he's worked here, too. I'm AJ. Um, so, was there ever a time when, you know, you got a little bit discouraged? You know, maybe you made it through a couple semesters that free, but then, then you hit one where you're like, oh, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Mm-hmm. That, so true. This happened about about four semesters ago, actually. So one of the scholarships that was a huge, huge benefit to me was the UNT Excellence Scholarship, which only lasts for two years or four consecutive semesters. And at the end of my, at the end of the fourth semester of the scholarship, I noticed that a huge part of my support essentially had disappeared. So it became a lot harder to do the things I wanted to do and to fund the activities and to pay for school a little bit more. It did put a hinder on like how I would go about my college experience, but it didn't put like the full brakes. It didn't put the full brakes on my experience. So what did you have to do to kind of make up for that deficit? So I worked more hours. I visited an academic coach at the UNC Learning Center and he helped me figure out how to manage my time effectively so I can do all the things I need to do and meet all my needs at the same time. Because having to work more hours and being a full-time student and trying to juggle all these hats at the same time can be a little overwhelming for anybody, me especially. So having someone out there to help me figure out how to do this in my unique circumstance was really, really grateful. What are some of the things that you learned about, you know, how to manage your time effectively for students out there who are trying to work and apply for scholarships and make sure that they're getting good grades in school as well? First, I'd say there's no great system coming out the doors. You're going to stumble a lot. And that's great because you're going to learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you. I would say reach out to people that know more than you to help you figure out what you don't know. And additionally, don't forget to take care of yourself along the way. Like school is expensive. School is hard. But you're, you're the one going through the experience. So also take care of yourself. 
you don't have to make that paycheck if you're not okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to make sure you know you're you're doing well enough to be okay at everything. Otherwise, you're gonna have you know a lot more struggles if you're having mm-hmm. trouble going to class and trouble going to work. So making sure that you're taking that time to mm-hmm. to check in with yourself and relax once in a while as Seriously. well. Yeah, it's like a slippery slope. So, do you have, you know, do you have friends or um, classmates that you've worked with who you know are also debt-free? Hmm. Yeah, uh, both of my roommates are both debt-free at this point. Uh, nice. Really do you nice. know what kind of, have they used any different strategies than you to, to get there? Um, mostly, it's, it's similar. We had similar strategies coming in. We applied for many of the same scholarships, and we both, we all got the scholarships, which was really great. Um... As to their specific experience, I don't really, don't really know the details on that one. Okay. Do you think it was helpful to have kind of people around you who have that same goal of going at it debt-free? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, precisely. Especially in moments when I have to go, like, I have to walk out the door and I have to go to work to in order to fund this education, to fund this career, and fund this experience for me. These people were there beside me telling me I can do it and not to worry. School is hard, and having the support system around me was really great. Did you just happen to meet those people, or did you meet them because you had the same scholarship? <laughs> so, one of them, um, he was actually my roommate freshman year. Okay. Yeah, we were randomly assigned. No idea who he was coming in, and just met him face-to-face, like, hi, I'm Ian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ever since then, we've, been, we've lived together ever since. Nice. That's awesome. A lot, your, your success has, you know, been a lot of your hard work, but also a lot of kind of seeking out people along the way that, um, that can help you. Uh, you mentioned, uh, your high school career coach, uh, being helpful. Someone you met with at the learning center to help you manage your time, having the encouragement of your roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anybody else that was particularly helpful to you along the way? My family. <laughs> they were my biggest supporters. They're always cheering me on and they understand they understand better than nearly anyone else and they understand how important it is to get a college education and the importance of getting through day by day and they've been my support system ever since and i've always made sure to keep them in the loop and they keep me in the loop and we all make sure that we're bueno (laughs) (laughs) nice so so what tips do you have for any students out there um maybe they're just in their freshman year or maybe they're getting close to graduation but they want to minimize the amount of debt that they take on you know what what tips would you have to help them the first one would be something i mentioned earlier which is don't be afraid of the nose make sure just send the application out you never know what's going to happen try your hardest and wait to see what happens um that'll be one of another one would be uh make sure you prioritize because college is hard but at the first the first thing you need to realize is that no matter what you're always going to be a student employee so make sure the academics are always in focus. And lastly, you can do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the loop of, you know, you see people with debt, you know, you hear about student loan debt on the mm-hmm. news all of the time, and then it can be easy to believe that it's the only way, that it's like an inevitable fact that you will have student loans. But when you hear stories like yours, uh, hopefully it can help you, you know, give some hope that student loans are not the only way. True. Um, you know, or even if, you, you have had loans for your first year of college or for your um, freshman and sophomore years of college. There are still opportunities out there to mm-hmm. get scholarships. And sometimes mm-hmm. there are uh, more that you qualify for once you actually get into your academic exactly. program or you're into your school. Yeah. 
Um, so it's not too late at all to be applying for scholarships. Mm -hmm. uh, you can be filling out the general scholarship applications, looking at your specific college or school and department as well. I know mm -hmm. I'm in the College of Business and there are College of Business specific scholarships. Um, there are financial planning specific scholarships. So mm -hmm. make sure that you know, you're know you going out there and looking and taking advantage of all the different potential opportunities available to you. It's true. I didn't even, uh, this is just a complete side note. I didn't know about this until recently, but there's actually scholarships for specific majors in the department. So it's like department and then they narrow it down to majors. And I thought that was cool. And I was like, extra yeah. money. Yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> Was that part of what you what yeah. you used? Yeah. Nice. So if you're if you're a chemistry student out there, mm -hmm. um, and was were they just on the departmental website, or how did you find out about them? They were on the departmental website. It was what I did. I just typed in UNT chemistry scholarships, and it showed me a whole list. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyone out there listening, uh, go and try that. Uh, look up, you know, UNT finance scholarships, UNT chemistry scholarships, mm -hmm. whatever your major is, uh, and just see what pops up because you know. There's really nothing to lose from applying to a scholarship, is what it sounds like you're saying. Because, yeah. Especially if they have similar essay requirements. Um, and then, you know, if they say no, they say no. But if they say yes, now you're a couple thousand dollars closer to graduating debt-free. Precisely. Nice. Um, and your other scholarships, were they through the general scholarship application? Or were they through other specific applications? Uh, no, not all of them. So I, I did get some external scholarships. One of them was the Focus Scholarship. That one was a completely separate application outside of the general uh, scholarship application. That one did involve a tiny interview, but sadly, that program has been discontinued at UNT. Okay. It sucks. It was really great. Um, I can't remember right now. There's one other scholarship that was offered outside of UNT, and that was a really big help because it was, it was nice okay. and money. So you can look through those through you know different organizations that you're a part of mm -hmm. or... I know sometimes like high school booster clubs or things like that mm -hmm. will offer scholarships. Uh, so there are a lot of places to look. Um, you just have to start looking and there, there will be opportunities out there. And, you know, you may have to write a few essays, but, you know, like, like Ian's been saying, there's, there's really nothing to lose by just go for it, uh, going for it and seeing what's out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what's next for you? I know you mentioned you were going to the Health Science Center, and how is mm -hmm. being debt-free going to help you achieve the rest of your goals? So I start, um, I start graduate education at the University of Sorry, I start graduate school at the University of. Uh, UNT Health Science Center. Yes, that one. <laughs> I should know the name of my school. Yeah. It's, okay. it's a lot of letters, and it gets complicated when you have an acronym that's that long. So true, true. UNT HSC. Ah, yes. Just like tattoo it somewhere or something. Yeah. I, I, I start there in a few weeks, and I would say it's a huge, huge help going into that being debt-free because graduate education is expensive. And going in there with the without the worries of carrying along debt is pretty helpful. Are you going to have to take on debt to get your master's? Sadly, yes, but that is not set in stone. I'm still out there, I'm still applying, and I'm just going for it. Awesome, yeah, so there's still a chance that a lot of stuff could come up there, and you know, even if you do have to take on a little bit of debt, from having these first four years debt-free, I'm sure it's a lot less stressful to have to uh, do that because you're not piling it on top of a bunch of undergraduate debt as well. Mm -hmm. Nice, so uh, what's your... What's your career goal after you graduate? Oh, <laughs> so after grad school, 
I'm working towards getting into medical school nice. so I can become a pediatrician and help That's the kiddos. Awesome. <laughs> You're the second future pediatrician I've met in the past two days working here. Hey. So. <laughs> we got a lot of uh, lot of smart UNT graduates going to make things happen. Um, do you have any final words of wisdom or tips for students that might be listening? Well, lastly, I'd say don't discount your experience. Who you are is amazing and has helped you get here. And I'm asking you, I'm asking you right now, listening, go out there, search for a scholarship, and just apply for it. Just one. And see what happens next. Awesome. That's some great advice. Go out and apply for those scholarships. And if you ever need any help uh, figuring out scholarship information, figuring out how you're going to pay for uh, school or make sure that you have, you know, rent and food, you can always visit us at the Student Money Management Center. We are here to help you answer all of your money questions about college. And you can find us in Chestnut Hall 313. You can hear all of our lovely podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have any feedback or ideas for the show, you can uh, email us at moneymanagement at unt.edu. If you liked this, please share it with your friends, and you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And thank you all so much for listening, and thank you, Ian, for coming in today to talk to us, uh, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. Yeah.